The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guts up, giddy up, welcome to the Failure to Stop podcast, panel the number one show where police meets society and culture. Today is St. Patrick's Day. Brought to you by GhostBed.com. And man, we're super stoked to be here. It's myself, Eric Tanzi, and the easy, breezy, beautiful Drew Breezy, my co-host. Welcome to Failure to Stop Breakdown Friday. Drew, how are you doing? I like that you're wearing green today. Happy St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. I think I heard an additional leprechaun's voice. Somewhere in the midst, uh, this is my uh, Rivera and Mora tribute uh, hoodie, but it is uh, it is green, uh, but it is in tribute to the the two officers that were taken from us in New York City a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, I think it was. Well, that's but, depressing. Almost well, as depressing it is. I mean, we're going tell today about sovereign citizens, but hey, happy St. Patrick's Day to those that are still alive. <laughs> and for those who are following past and present, uh, guys, if you were just tuning in for the first time, this is your breakdown show. We do four shows a week. True Breezy just came off of Comp Center, which is our Thursday show last night. It was a banger. Uh, really great show. You guys have really stepped it up. Those call-ins are so professional. And that's thanks to you guys in the Super Chats. Speaking of Super Chats, if you want to support the show, like Nishkin, our Swedish brethren, our Finnish brethren. I never know which country he really comes from. I think it's Sweden because of all the Swedish chocolate he sends me. Uh, but he dropped a $13 super chat. But you don't have to drop money to support the show. It helps us out. even as it's, it's even as good as gold is giving us a rating and a review. If I start rating a review on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Podkite, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, if you're on YouTube and you're watching it live, please hammer the like button and hit the subscribe button. That makes us happy. Fulcanator, happy thanks. Uh, happy thanks, Patty's Day. She just dropped in $5 in the super chat. We appreciate you guys. And you can see that I'm in a new little spot in my studio. We are getting all geared up for the meetup on the 12th. We're really excited about this meetup on the 12th with one more and I'm out of here podcast group. Uh, Deadleg Media will be here. True Breezy will be here. We might even have another special guest going to be here. Andrea Uplay will be here. Jonathan Bates will be here. So it's, it's just going to be an incredible time. So if you want to come to the meetup just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, at Instill Distilling Company, uh, hit us up on the social media webs. Everybody's staying in the same hotel, it seems like. Uh, which is walking distance from everything. We've got people that are being shuttled back and forth from the airports. So if you want to get down on that, all you have to do is message us at failure to stop on Instagram. Other than that, do we have any police news before we jump into today's breakdown, which is sovereign citizens and what needs to change? This is on the brink of another sovereign citizen being shot and killed by police in Utah. And so we're going to not only are we going to talk more about sovereign citizens, but we're going to talk about what tactics need to change and does anything need to change and how we deal with these guys. But before we jump into that, Drew, what do we have for news real quick? This comes from the Richmond Times Dispatch. It's uh, it's seven Henrico sheriff's deputies charged with murder and the death of a central state hospital patient. Um, Seven Henrico County. uh, This is in Virginia. Seven Henrico County uh, Sheriff's deputies were charged Tuesday with second-degree murder in last week's death of a 28-year-old mental health patient from Enrico who apparently was asphyxiated during a struggle with officers while being admitted to Central State Hospital in Dinwiddie County. At the direction of the uh, Commonwealth's attorney, 
uh, state police agents served each of the deputies with a what's called a criminal information, which is a formal charging document that originates in circuit court. It's the equivalent of, a, of an arrest warrant. Um, <clears throat> the deputies are accused of collectively killing Ervo Otinho. He was 28. Now, that's not only the seven deputies. There's actually, if, if I remember, if I read the article yeah, right, there was uh, three more mental health workers. There are. Don't really look like mental health workers. The one dude looks like he's a mental health patient. He has tattoos <laughs> all up his neck and all of his face. Not saying that people that have tattoos on their face are mentally ill. No. I just don't expect it for my mental health care workers. There are certainly some cops that look like criminals as well, though. Yes, but there are, uh, there are uh, they're collectively uh, he was 28 years old. They they, they say that uh, essentially he was smothered. He's six foot two, 270 pounds. And oh. um, he's been a uh, lifelong, unfortunately, a lifelong mental health patient. He's he's his chemical imbalances or whatever they are. Uh, there, there was an incident just prior to this, like a couple of days prior, where uh, his mother is just begging and pleading to try to get. Uh, get help for him. There was a, an incident in the neighborhood where he, he stole some lights or something and police came and investigated that, but they determined that eh, it was just him being kind of him sort of. Then there was another situation where um, he was, he was accused of burglary. So they actually made a physical arrest, but realized that it was a mental health case. Um, much, there was much to do uh, a made about the fact that they all, use their tasers. I don't think that they actually deployed their tasers, but they all put their tasers at him. They took him into to custody. Um, so um, everything was going well until uh, apparently the Henrico County jail determined that he should be transported to um, the mental health hospital. Uh, so when they did so, he became unruly at the hospital on the gurney uh, from what I understand. He was experiencing mental distress and became physically aggressive towards officers at the hospital. Uh, he was charged with th three counts of assault. So he was uh, removed from the jail and brought up to this other facility, at which point he became unruly again. And uh, in, in the process of subduing him somehow smothered. Well, yeah, what I read was like the three officers couldn't, they called for a supervisor and said, hey, like the three of us can't do this. Like we need more so four more officers show up to help um so what it shows me this guy must have been like extremely combative now they haven't released the footage yet um your buddy crump was it ben crump yeah is the attorney here so uh you know obviously he's gonna blow this out of proportion i i didn't want to break it down today because i want to wait for, to see the video to see what happened um but it is strange that three officers couldn't get but i mean this guy's big 270 61 yeah. 270 Six, does, two, you know and he's mental and, and listen the, the mental illness thing here is, is bipolar and manic is his so he's not like he doesn't have like down syndrome or anything crazy like he can be reasoned with somebody with bipolar still can be reasoned with it's still your responsibility to keep your mental health in check and it's your family's responsibility to keep your mental health in check i know lots of people who are bipolar lots of people who are manic lots of people have these problems and they're not getting smoked by the police they're also not you know, involved in robberies and burglaries and what's it calls it. And no, no, no. I, I also know plenty of, uh, or, or I've experienced in my times, plenty of families that have tried to keep the mental health of their child in, in check. And it's, it's near impossible. The system is not set up for like severe cases, which is what I'm assuming this was. I mean, if they're moving him from a county jail to a state hospital, obviously there's a little bit more to, 
like there's not uh, ample room i wouldn't think to just uh, any county jail in america is filled with mental health crisis or mental oh, health 100%. patients so um to be this extreme or to be in this category i think transporting him to a mental health facility probably indicated that he's had either troubles like this in the past or he's maybe got some deeper rooted so it's not always the family that's unable to keep them in check sometimes it's the the the, the person themselves uh, maybe not taking their medicine or not having the proper medicine or um or just you know this even here in florida under the baker act it's 72 hours maximum so sometimes you're seen by a mental health professional in eight or ten hours or 12 hours and they're let go because they're deemed not to be a threat to themselves or somebody else because they've stabilized so the system is definitely not perfect and as we learn more and more about mental health here um as time goes by i mean uh you can't wholly blame the family you can't wholly blame the person you just we've got to kind of watch and learn but this i mean i can i've seen enough mental health and i've I've been raised like I, I was, I lived like very close to a, a place that had lots of people who had lots of issues. Um, I grew up next to, to somebody who was severe, severe mental health um, issues. I, I don't know if it was like, it was severely autistic uh, to the point where he would forget to put on clothes and go walk around naked. And his parents worked harder than anybody else to make sure that their son was, not into trouble that didn't have these rage fits. I mean, they, they discipline him just like they would discipline anybody else. If he gets violent, they would be like, don't you do it. Don't you do it. You will, you know, you'll regret this. You'll go, you'll get a spanking or whatever. I mean, they worked very hard to, to work with this, with this child. And, and the kid, the kid now is like a genius. So he still has to live at home and everything, but he's, he works on computers and he's, he's a computer genius. That's like his autistic uh, thing. But my point being with the mental health thing, especially in, in a case like this is, you know, his parents have an excuse for everything. Uh, and, well, I, and at some point you've got to pay the piper. I mean, yeah. your, your, your mental illness, it's your responsibility to keep up with your meds or to keep some kind of a disciplined nature before it impedes on my freedoms and, and my safety. So this guy's out robbing houses and he's out doing things. That's, I mean, I don't care if you're mental, mental illness or not, like don't rob my house. I'll shoot you. You know yeah. what I mean? If the meds are working, first of all, second of all, just to, True. to make clear, um, autism is uh, the autism spectrum is not necessarily a mental health issue it's a medical issue it's sure. when you're when you're autistic you're it's you know like mental retardation you're, you you can't lump that in with mental health it's not it's not a mental health issue. A handicap it's a physical defect say. a mental handicap yeah we're not yeah, say handicap you. anymore i don't know capable it's, it's yeah. handicapable but what my I, point is, is that like an autistic kid can be very like this kid is like was super strong, like freakishly strong. Yes. He could do a lot of damage, but his parents knew that. And so they worked very hard into keeping like, I mean, he could be, he would become like super agitated. You know what I'm talking about? I have to have the headphones on so he doesn't get stimulated <laughs> yes. in a certain way. But his parents worked very hard to keep him from getting in trouble. And that's what you have to do. And if his parents didn't do that. I mean, this guy could, you know, this guy could easily be, you know, one of these news stories. So I think sometimes, you know, a lot, a lot of, and sadly, a lot of these cases, they don't have a good support system. They don't have the good family. They don't have the right meds. They don't have the right doctors. But at the end of the day, you can only go so far. I mean, it sounds like he had multiple chances to curve his behavior. You know what I mean? Like you get arrested, you go to jail. He couldn't, he couldn't get it right in the jail. So they ship him to a mental health facility to try to get help there. He still can't even make that work. I mean, at what point, you know, is it not his fault? 
And, and when and when you listen to the family talk, I mean, it's like the kid did nothing wrong. Um, That's why I, I want to see the video. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see the video. I, I, you I don't think you, so? Here's my guess that that Ben Crump is going to work to keep the video out of the limelight because it's it's probably pretty telling that if there are seven grown men trying to subdue this guy who's in a, in some type of mental health crisis and he's six foot two and 270 pounds, you and I both know that that's sometimes two, three or four people can't contain somebody like this. Like also in the medical profession, um, think of the number of assaults or, or, you know, that, that are unreported or it's kind of a nationwide problem. Um, people being hit or kicked or punched or and it's hard to subdue somebody that's in that kind of like i guess psychoactive state i, I don't even know if that's the right word but um you know six two two seventy is not not an easy thing i just i don't know how he got smothered i i mean you know like i'm i'm definitely curious to see the the video but if it's if i had to guess I would say that he's going to try to keep that out because it will it'll, it'll show that seven yeah but, I, I, people... but I'll, at the same time though whatever the video did show was enough for them to charge ten yes. people with second degree homicide. Well, I I think they're going to not not charge them in in today's right, society. Like, like we used to, like it's just it's just going to happen because it's just par for course. Well, like somebody probably and and, it, and well, they were two, but five of them are being held without bond. They were also charged by information. They were charged, so they were essentially arrested on probable cause. I guess, like they just maybe there wasn't an investigation in law enforcement, but there was an investigation within the DA's office, and they determined that they just direct filed charges with the state. Meaning, um, you know, where whereas like if there's a close call in Florida, you can write up what you have you write your report and you write a, a charging criminal affidavit and you put it on the state attorney's office to determine whether they're going to make the charge or not and if they determine that there is probable cause and that they got a shot at proof beyond a reasonable doubt at trial they will file the information but the information that they file comes straight from their office this skipped a whole pro uh, this skipped a whole set step and curiously this also skipped the grand jury so that the, what they were i think concerned about is the timing of this and probably uh they wanted to remove the officers from their positions at the jail uh because you know it's it's now a uh uh like a like a public safety issue like for the inmates sure uh, they just wanted to prevent further problems so the the da i guess just went ahead and filed information. If five of so, them though were held on no bond yeah I, that's I, pretty I serious right i i think that that is very serious and 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 like like we always so do you think we have like maybe another tyree nichols situation here sort of like even with Derek chauvin like don't listen nobody if you think if you're about to misconstrue me as defending Derek chauvin go fuck yourself but i but i'm going to tell you this Everybody that says the criminal justice system is broken because uh, so and so got uh, charged with murder and he got uh, so he he was found guilty and he got sent away for two years and he did his probation and blah 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 and in ten years of probation and somehow that's an injustice. We're, we're not we're under punishing. So like even if it's like the fifth or twelfth offense, people aren't sent to prison for a very long time but Derek Chauvin was sent to prison for a very long time Kim Potter was sent to prison for a very long time not a very long time but she was you know these are first-time offenders 
getting if 22 you can even years. call him that like you you can call him that because a jury of their peers convicted them and the courts convicted them and so and as such they're sent to prison but they're not first-time offenders i mean they are first-time offenders just like these people here in this case they're first-time offenders if you want to call them murderers by information um i kind of think that's a shame but go for it and 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 if you can prove that beyond a reasonable doubt go for it i think you know the freddie gray trial should uh, or the the freddie gray situation should tell you otherwise but um they're first-time offenders so like well if they were really gang a- members or thugs they they wouldn't they would get a bond for sure they would get a bond we push this cashless bail and we push all this these initiatives like if you got the money then you know you won't have to do the time and blah blah, blah. but when it comes to you're right when it comes to charging an officer or whatever all of a sudden it's no bond and they're a threat to society right. even the even the tyree nichols uh, guys got a bond right so um, well, and, and it's interesting in this one is that they cannot bring race into it because I think there was only out of the 10, there's only like two white guys. So and I, I think that's another reason why this is not making massive headline news right, right. now. Um, Could be. But I, 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 will, I will break it down with you whenever the videotape does come out or we're able to to see the videotape. Uh, but I am curious to see what happened. I mean. Part of me says this might be a Tyrese Nichols situation because of the no bond, or, or maybe this is just a political uh, witch hunt in in Virginia. I don't know. Uh, I don't really know. There's not really a lot out about the case. I, I know what the mom said, and I can I can already tell you what kind of guy Oterio was just based on his mom's attitude in the uh, the news release. I can already tell that she's probably. Uh, She's probably and just like the mom in this sovereign citizen case. I, I think the mom is going to be a little bit guilty here as well. I, I'm just I'm more talking or I'm more thinking towards the 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 officers being a threat to society. I mean, right. they were it's fucking garbage. Like like if if they were vigilant or if they were just killers, they're they mental just, health serial killers. That's what I mean. Like, you're going to have to break into a mental health hospital. You're going to have to find a guy in a gurney. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's not consistent. Like, I, I don't see that they're threats to society. They may, they may have threats against them, but that's kind of on them to go hide somewhere. But uh, being a threat to society because you killed somebody in the course of your job, in the course of your now, I mean, maybe the video does say something otherwise. Right. But um and let's let's you you ready to jump into today's case? Oh yeah. Yeah, go for um, it. Um I I we'll we'll have to find out what happens with these uh, mental health serial killers shortly. Um I'm sure we'll get some more news on that in the next coming weeks or days. Sure. Um but right now we have World War Three, so like that's just top news. <laughs> Uh, one more piece of breaking news before we jump into the sovereign citizen thing. We have a new, possibly a new show coming to the channel. Um, as you guys know, I like comedy. I like comedy a lot. I've been doing some stand-up comedy for like what? Last two you years. <laughs> <laughs> you ugly. Wait, you way out of game. Um, but we want to make some of these shows a little bit more serious, uh, especially night shift. Night shift is going to go to more of like an investigative, um, Journalist style, uh, Andrea is wanting to really pursue uh, a serious career in podcasting. So we want to give her that opportunity. And so we're going to night shift is not going to change too much, except it's just going to be less funny. Um, and our breakdowns, of course, are always pretty serious. And then my, my, my news with uh, on Thursdays is always pretty serious, but 
Monday is just a comedy show with myself and a real comedian. He was a law enforcement officer who left the, who left the job after, I don't know, over 10 years, I think, uh, to become a comedian. And uh, he, he's uh, I've actually opened up at a comedy show that he's that he put on. And so we are doing a very off the cuff style show on Mondays where he and I are going to comedically break down police news all around the world and make fun of people and just be full comedy. I'll get it all out of my system on Monday nights. It will be a live show Monday nights at 7.30 p.m. and It'll end at 8.30 right, right in time for Monday Night Football. But it'll be very comedy heavy um, and, and we'll have written skits out for that. And then the rest of the week. Uh, will be more, you know, these serious style breakdowns and things like that. So if you're excited about this show, we are going to do a practice episode for our paid members only on YouTube. It will not go to podcast this week, but um, for a special perk to our paid members, you are going to get to see the very first episode Monday night live at 730 on the YouTubes if you're one of our paid members. So if you want to put that on your schedule and see how that first episode goes, nobody else will get to see it. They might see some clips or some reels from it, but you guys will get the very first taste of it. So um, that's the rest of the news that I have. Spread your wings, my friend. Get the Exercise those comedy muscles that you have. Uh, as weak as they are, uh, you probably want to strengthen them. Yes. So, I mean, and that's what we're doing here at the network. We're trying to grow this whole thing as a channel and be all encompassing. And we're really, everybody on this team is really making a serious effort on this. We're, we're investing a lot of money into this. People are getting new cameras. We're getting new studio setups. So every time you guys super chat, anytime you guys sign up to be a paid member, all of this helps us grow as a channel and become more professional and get more professional uh, podcasters and stuff in here. So you're getting to grow as we do Wolfpack and we appreciate it. Let's dive into today's topic which is sovereign citizens and what needs to change are you familiar with this story at all yeah um the uh the uh chase um he, he sounds like a quarterback chase allen <laughs> is that what you're talking about yes i am talking about chase allen chase allen um and, and actually th there was a football player named chase allen played for the oh, uh, chicago bears by the way okay that's so is he a, a, this kid was a law student but he could be he could be a football player he could be a uh up-and-coming country star like a morgan wall and chase allen bill yeah you know what i mean uh a nascar driver he could be a he could be a nascar driver like born with a, a great story like his parents named him chase because you know and and then all of a sudden he's now he's chasing you know like it's a great documentary mm. yeah uh chase allen chase allen could also be a command so if Allen is running, I would oh. look at you, Eric, and say, Chase Allen. It's a different perspective that I didn't see coming. I Thank didn't, you. I didn't see that coming. Um, and you're not going to see what's coming in this story either. But Chase Allen, um, you know, well, let's just dive into it. Let's, let's dive into the video. Um, I'm going to play the video for you guys, and we're just going to talk a lot about this. So hold on to your seats because we're going to debate here in just a minute. Here we go. On your vehicle. All righty. Davis, Fox 21. Can you have a couple more heading my way? Is this back window roll down? Why do you need to know that? I just want to make sure that you're the only one in the vehicle. So here's the deal, man. I'm stopping you because there's no registration on your vehicle, and I'm requesting your identification. Okay? You are detained at this time, and you are not free to leave. Are you going to provide me your identification? I don't answer questions. Okay, so I'm going to take that as a no. 
that you're not going to provide me your identification. Is that is that the route we're going? Or would you like to provide your identification to me and we can have a conversation, we can discuss the laws that you're breaking, and then we can go from there. If you want my identification, you will be under duress and you accept surety and trusteeship over it. Meaning you will be responsible for any debts that you're trying to incur here. Okay, so I'm not trying to incur any debts or anything. I'm trying to investigate why your vehicle doesn't have any registration. 1692, you are trying to incur debt and legal action for something okay. that is not allowed. Okay. And under so, here's, here's the... Traveling is a federally protected activity. Okay. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. And what I'm telling you is that you do not have an option to identify yourself. You are lawfully required to identify yourself. So you can provide you can provide your identification to me and we can have a conversation about the laws that you've broken or you can fail to identify it to me and we can go that route too. I'm perfectly okay with either way you want to go, but the direction that this inner encounter goes is 100% in your hands. Sir, Utah Code, United States Okay. It is a corporate policy okay. in which you have to be contracted and to be required to follow it. Unless you okay. can provide me a contract with my wet ink signature on it saying that I'm required to follow it, okay. then there is so a do you wanna, I'm obligated to Do you want to identify yourself to me or do you want to go a different route? Wonderful. Do you have a driver license as well? I am not giving you jurisdiction. Okay. Do not stop. And you are not allowed to stop me. Let me see that. I, I didn't see what you just tried to show me. Can you show that to me again? What's this? This is a passport. It says, do not stay up, do not detain. And if you go on the first page... Okay. It says it right there. Okay. Here's what I'm telling you. Here's what I'm telling you. Okay. Will you hand that to me so I can read it? You want me to look at it through this tiny crack in your window? You're not going to hand it to me? If I hand this to you, you accept trusteeship and surety, and you are obligated to... Sure, I'll accept, I'll accept trustingship if you just hand me the document so I can identify who you are, because you're required by state law. Thank you so much, Mr. Chase Allen. That is not me. That is a piece of plastic paper. So you have a fraudulent passport? No. Wonderful. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, step out of the car for me. No. No. So step out of the vehicle no. right now. I am not required to. Step if out of this vehicle right me, now. Then we're going to have an issue where so step out of the car right now. Don't step out of the car. We're going to break the window and pull you out. Step out of the car. Done, 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 done. A self-proclaimed sovereign citizen is All right. shot. We could pause it right there. Um, what happens right there, right after this is he is shot 25 times and he's killed. Um, a gun is found on the floorboard of the car and he has an empty holster. Um, if you play the video in slow motion or you look at some of the pictures, you can actually see that he does. You don't see the gun um, because he's belated himself, but you can see that motion of him trying to pull that gun out of the holster. And being that the uh, gun is on the floor, you kind of put put it all together that he drew the gun and was shot and blasted and he dropped the gun down on the floorboard. Um and it's this, you know, this isn't the first violent sovereign citizen we've ever covered on this show. We've covered sovereign citizens many times. And if you don't know what a sovereign citizen is, you can go back and listen to some of those other episodes where we break down sovereign citizens uh, in whole. But today, 
uh, I want to talk about what needs to change and how we need to deal with it. Because when you read this story, it's not just a story of a sovereign citizen getting shot and killed by police. What part of the story you're missing is ex almost exactly one year earlier, his mother was pulled over by police for having a fictitious plate as well. Those of you know, fictitious plates is one of the the like the big signs that they're a sovereign citizen the, uh, you can see a picture on this the is internet. the actual plate supposedly right. of uh, right. what he was displaying what funny thing is, is you can buy that flag which is the vertical stripes versus the horizontal stripes it's the sovereign citizen flag it's kind of a newer newer flag that they've been showing off uh, you can buy that on Amazon. You cannot buy a rebel flag but you can buy a sovereign citizen flags. I don't know how many confederate rebel flag people have shot and killed police but I would have to guess that it's probably not as many as sovereign citizens. Um, sovereign citizens are one of the biggest threats to police officers. Um, but going back to my original point here, the mother was pulled over uh, for a fictitious tag. And in that encounter, do we have that encounter under pay producer? I sent it to you on the second text message. If not, it's okay. I thought um, we only had the one interaction. I didn't know that there was one with a right. mom. So the mom as a year later, it's the same rhetoric. Um, and the police officer gets on his radio and he says, this is what I've got going on. Is it worth me ripping her out of this car and taking her to jail or just slipping her a ticket through the crack in her window? And he was like, that's what I would do. I don't think it's worth it. Okay. So a year or a year earlier, it was, it's not worth ripping her out of the car. Let's give her a ticket. A year later, her son gets pulled over and he deems that it's worth ripping this kid out of the car, which ends up in his loss of life. Uh, I feel like that now we have to have a discussion on how should we deal with sovereign citizens because, and I get that there's discretion and drew, we can, you can talk about this and debate it with me. I, I like the discretion, right? But if we allow the mother to get, to get away with that behavior, do you think that she's not going to go tell her son that she received that kind of treatment? We know as law enforcement officers that in most situations, if somebody refuses to give you their identification, you're ripping that ass out of the car. No, if no, if ands, buts about it, if this was a black male with dreads and gang colors on, he would, he would be ripped out of that car. But because it was a white woman and she's a sovereign citizen and maybe the cop just didn't want to deal with it. Maybe he was just, maybe he was having a bad day. I don't know what made him not rip her out of the car and just to give her a ticket. Just like, I don't know what caused this cop to say, fuck it, dude, we'll go down this road all day long. I'll rip your ass out of the car. And we've so, been in those moods, right? Drew, you've been, you've been in both of those moods. Yeah. This bitch is getting out of the car. And some days I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not um, going to do this. Perhaps it's not based in race. Uh, perhaps it's it's based in uh, the optics of of race and or of uh, sex and age. Like in the example you use, where a black male with dreads and you know in his mid twenties, and then this kid who's in his mid twenties, um, you know they should they should a know better or um, they're able to defend themselves a little bit better. But if there's, if there's body camera that captures you ripping a middle-aged woman out of a, out of a car, it's going to look a thousand times worse. And so, um, the, the, the slippery slope of all of these is every single traffic stop is different. They're like snowflakes anyway. Like, you know, if you look at the chemical compound under a microscope, every single one has slightly different nuance to it. But, um, when you throw in the wild card of the sovereign citizens, they're, they're literally making 
they they have their own set of laws, but I don't know that they're standardized across the nation. I think that it's, it's kind of word of mouth or internet lore. Well, or- the sovereign citizen movement has become very much like a religion. Um, sure. where it has like different subsects. So, so now you have the more crazy thing about the sirens. And if you try to Google it f- 10 years ago, w- when I first studied sovereign citizens and I've arrested many sovereign citizens and almost all of them were violent. Um, but you never, when you, when you did the research on sovereign citizen movement, you didn't see the, the wording racism. You didn't see the wording of conspiracy theory. No, you didn't see, extreme right wing it was a terrorist organization that believes in admirality like i mean it was a thing but now if we google sovereign citizen every single definition has the word conspiracy theorist in it a right wing militia in it and it also has racist and anti-semitic in it i have not met most of the all the sovereign citizens i've ever met i don't think i've met a white sovereign citizen yet all the sovereign citizens i've ever encountered were all black now i worked in an all black area so that's you know uh, at, let's account that um, factor that in. But my point being is that I, I don't understand like why now all the definitions of sovereign citizens is, is a racist militia movement. <laughs> I can offer a few explanations. Uh, let me, let me read the ADL's definition, uh, anti anti defamation leagues definition of a sovereign citizen. The sovereign citizen movement is loosely organized collection of groups of, and individuals who have adopted a, right-wing anarchist ideology originating in the theories of a group called the Posse Comitatus in the 1970s. Its adherents believe that uh, virtually all existing government in the United States is illegitimate, and they seek to restore an idealized minimalist government's government that has never actually existed. And to this end, sovereign citizens wage war against the government uh, and other forms of authority using paper terrorism, harassment, and intimidation tactics, and occasionally resorting to violence. So I, I can't, I kind of uh, take issue with, and maybe it's just because it's different for police officers. Um, the the, um, the sovereign citizens uh, incidents that we know of are violent. Uh, and, and generally they're considered to be like kind of the number one threat to police officers if you're gonna label a group. But they've they've conflated them with right wing anarchists, right wing. And yeah, it's, but I, I haven't. They, they don't it's, like that's not no, what I've ever encountered. D- Daryl Brooks from the Waukesha parade that we covered a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, I guess he was a he was a sovereign citizen. That's why he kept talking about the subject matter jurisdiction and that you were right. not, you you know like you don't have any jurisdiction over me and you know this is written in red ink therefore it's not an official government document it's it's all these kooky rules that they've come up with that they've they've decided were it's literally like talking point. to a 3 year old it's it's literally like debating with a spoiled rotten 3 year old who knows it's not going to get in trouble so like a 3 year old with bad parents yeah so i mean i i do see a, a statement in the chat that is fair enough sovereign citizens is often a term that's recklessly thrown around but it says no. especially by the police i, I don't uh, think it's especially by the police but that's wrong joseph because we i don't call somebody a sovereign citizen unless they identify themselves as a sovereign citizen or they use the rhetoric of a sovereign citizen if i approach you and you say um am i being detained i don't consider you a sovereign citizen at that point no that's just you, you're just you're just a, a normal uh, like a college kid that watches too much news or like, am i being detained that's all that's all you are but now if you say am i being detained under such and such jurisdiction of admirality and yeah. you know post-traveling of the third right yeah. of i know, am a traveler uh, 
Yeah. yeah like, then I'm like, okay, now you're a sovereign citizen because, you know, you quack like a duck, walk like a duck. Yeah. You're a fucking duck. But every sovereign citizen that I've ever identified as a sovereign citizen, I didn't even have to identify them. They, they tell you. They're like CrossFitters. <laughs> like, thanks for pulling me over. By the way, I CrossFit. Uh, hey, you pulled me over. I'm a cyber citizen. Yeah, by the way, I'm a firefighter. It's like um, it's like a Navy SEAL. Like you know they're a Navy SEAL because they've written a book. Or if you're in a bar, like how do you know there's Navy SEAL in the bar? Because they'll fucking tell you he's a Navy SEAL. Well, all, all of this kind of kicked off too with the uh first of all, the the, the first kind of uh major th- uh thing that happened with sovereign citizens was uh the Oklahoma bombing with yep. Terry Nichols. He he yep. wrote a letter to uh, a county in Michigan declaring his, you know, his citizenship, and uh, Terry Nichols and Timothy McVeigh were what are known as sovereign citizens. But that often gets conflated with right-wing extremism. It also gets conflated with white supremacy, and it's not the case. It's not always the case. They're they're just anti-government. They're not necessarily anti-black, anti-Jewish, anti. They're anti-government. There are wings that probably espouse that kind of hate uh, but they're they're inconsistent the thing that's consistent that we see is their level of anti-government is comes out in the forms of violence like the the two um the two sovereign citizens that were stopped in west memphis arkansas that it was so long ago I yeah mean, jerry was, and joseph kane that was in what like 2010 um i'm trying to do the math here actually um, i've got a picture from that incident um this is this the the son laying dead on the ground um or and you can see the the father but yeah they, they that's after killing two police officers and then having a big shootout um and that's like one of the more commonly known stories this is kind of what their license plates usually look like this is the sovereign right. citizen flag that you can buy on amazon but you can't buy a rebel flag if you google right now sovereign citizen flag you can buy like a thousand different variations if you type in rebel flag you'll get a blank screen on shopping do it on your computer do it on your phone right now i, I, do, I think that's uh, i think that's uh, a little bit kooky i i think that um as uh, elijah pointed out their etsy shop is kind of uh, robust as well they have so, a good etsy shop the sovereign citizens i guess they have merch so i don't know I, I everybody who's got merch probably has an etsy shop that's just a guess I, that's not verified uh, but I, 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 I don't associate with non-governmental governmental people. Um, why did the sovereign citizen cross the road? <laughs> I don't know. It's How? none of your business. Yeah, it is it's none, none of your of business. Your business. Are, am I being right. detained? Right. Am I being detained? <laughs> exactly. uh, my first viral video before I was ever on the internet, um, before I ever had my Instagrammies or my Facebooks, I went viral on YouTube. Um, I think I got a day off, a free day off. I got paid to be off. Um, but it was like it had hit like 300,000 views in 30 minutes from my traffic stop. And I got called in and they were freaking out about it. And, um, sent me home that I know they sent me home that day, but um, I think the next day I got to have off. But uh, essentially, uh, the way that the story pans out, I think Abby, if she's still in here, she'll enjoy the story. But the way it played out was that there was a, a school next to a shopping center that had a Dollar General and it had a couple other uh, convenient store style shopping center with like a sub sandwich place and the owner of the property 
the whole property called and said like, listen, all of my businesses want to get the fuck out and not, they're not going to pay rent because the kids keep coming from over from the high school. They're buying drugs in the parking lot. They go through and they ransack the general store. They leave empty wrappers. They drink Cokes and then leave the bottles on the floor and don't pay for it and walk out, you know, come three 30 in the afternoon. It is lawless. And I, and, and all the stores have come together and said, we're going to move out because this is ridiculous unless I pay for security. Um, and he was like, you know, what can we do shy of me hiring law enforcement officers? I said, well, Hey, listen, the officer that that's his beat. He's not here today. He's not here. And, and, and like, that's a conversation you need to have with him. However, until you have that conversation with him, because we know drew, right? Like your beat officers, we have like a little pamphlet that says like, here's what we can do for you. We can put up lights. We can, you know, yeah. we can reorganize the parking lot that, you know, we could put signs on the door and say only three individuals. Allowed. I mean, there's a whole packet, but that's not my, I'm not the beat manager. He is. And it would be wrong for me to try to manage his beat while he's not there. So and, I said, we most, always, most agencies but, have some type of crime prevention de department yeah. division, whatever. And they, they practice that crime prevention through environmental design, which is kind of what you're talking about, the signs and the moving the hedges so that yes, people yes. can't cut through. And yeah. And pulling the posters out of the windows so that you can see in and, and all the things there's a, there's a, but that goes on that beat officer. And sometimes, especially the jurisdiction I worked in, if you kind of encroached on somebody else's beat and you try to manage their beat, they might get a little bit offended or upset. So I, you know, I said, listen, like this is, you can talk to your, your beat officer. Here's his information. He's off today. That's why I'm covering the call. But I'll tell you what, in the meantime, I'll be out here at three 30 and I'll park my car right here in plain sight. And we'll try to get, you know, maybe if me sitting here in plain sight and getting out of my car, we'll kind of deter some of the crime. The guy said, man, I appreciate that. Thank you. And before three 30, I pulled into the parking lot and I walked into the dollar general store. I asked to talk to the manager the manager was, was a black female and she came over to me and she's like, Hey, how can I help you? And I said, Hey, listen, I, this is what I hear from the owner. What's your side of the story? And she's like, dude, it's mayhem in here. It's lawless. These kids, they come in here, they eat the, the big claws and they drink the yoo-hoos and they just leave the bottles on the floor. They don't pay for it. You know, I have to bring in extra staff to clean up after they leave. I mean, it's crazy and we can't do anything about them. They run out the back doors. They run out the front doors. And she's like, so um, at 3.30, like I told him, I'm just going to start locking the store, but corporate won't let me do that. And I was like, man, this is, that is out of control. So 3.30 rolls around and I pull my cop car and I just put it right dead smack in the middle of the parking lot. But as I pull in, there is a red car, very nice car with blacked out tinted windows, which you're not allowed to have in the state of North Carolina. And as I pull in, and I park my car, it turns its car on, it squeals its tires backwards, and then it squeals its tires frontwards. So I light it up. I'm like, you can't squeal your your tires in a parking lot. That's unsafe behavior. And so I Especially go to Especially that close to a school. Right. So I, I approach the vehicle, ask them what's going on. The very strong odor of marijuana. The gentlemen that are in the car are about 20 years old, uh, 20 to 24 years old. And, uh, and they're wearing gang colors. Even the car is red. They're wearing red. You know what's going on here. They're selling some drugs to these kids as they're getting out of school. So I asked for their IDs, but before I can get their IDs out, a man comes up behind me and announces himself as something, something L and do not under the perjury of jurisdictional yada, 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 do not by any chance give this police officer your ID card. And so he interjects himself and I have to call in for backup now. And I say, hey, hey sir, step over there, you, you know, get away from me. I say, just like that, I said, get, get, get over there on the sidewalk. You, you're not, this is not your traffic stop. And right now you're impeding me from doing my traffic stop. And he's like, I can film you if I want to. I said, you absolutely can film me a hundred percent, but you can't film me 
right this close. You have to get out of my personal space so that I can conduct a traffic stop safely. And also, you can't stand behind me while you video me. You need to stand to the side or in front because I need to be able to see you because I, I identify you as a threat. And then, of course, we have the argument, oh, so if I'm standing behind you in McDonald's, I'm a threat. I'm like, no, we're not in McDonald's. Can't change the facts. <laughs> change the facts, change the, the outcome, right? The facts are that I'm in a parking lot and you're videotaping me and you're, you're giving these people unlawful commands and yada. So he ends up not he refuses to move around and to step. I, you know, I only asked him to step two arms lengths away from me, which is not unreasonable. Um, and the courts found it uh, reasonable that I, that I, that I asked the guy to do that. And so it, it, long story short, I end up arresting him and the two, the other two people, because he will not stop. He will not stop videoing me. He will not stop interjecting into the, and, and he's confused these two 20 year olds. They don't know what to do. They're like, wait a minute. He's talking about private property and I don't have jurisdiction. And so they're like, yeah, do you have jurisdiction? Do you have a warrant? I'm like, sir, I don't need a warrant. I have probable cause. And he's like, he does not have probable cause. You, you know how it goes, right? Yes. So anyway, everybody yeah. gets arrested. Now the court trial was great because it lasted for like three years. And in the courts, they tried to deem me um, as, you know, what, what is it when you lie in court? What um, is the is it per perjury? Perjury. perjury um, right? Yeah. I mean, perjury is lying in an official proceeding, but and and then like what happens to a cop when he lies in court? He gets there's uh, Brady and Giglioed. You, you, right. You, I mean, you get you get Giglioed, meaning there's a ruling that says you can't be untruthful, and if you are, they have to disclose that in every future. So you'll lose every case. You you, you yeah. can't once you get Giglioed, you cannot be a cop anymore. Essentially, yeah. you can't ever do your job. You'll never be able to arrest somebody ever again because you've been Giglioed. You've lied on on the stand. So during the thing, they asked if if the gentleman ever stepped away from me when I told him to. I said, no, he did not. And he said, so never once did he back off of you. And I said, no. And he said, how many commands did you give him? I said, several commands before I arrested him. He says, well, how many times did my my defendant back up? I said, none. He never backed up. And that's why he got arrested. And he's like, so you're going to tell the courts right now that he never backed up. And he said, uh, okay, well, at this time, we would like to place a giglio on this officer he's live before the courts and the, the judge is like the jury leave he's like approach you can't do this in front of the jury like wh like where are you going with this like you can't just do that in front of the jury it, it confuses the jury so they bring the jury back in and they show the tape now you know how when a bad guy he sways back and forth he moves up yeah. moves back does this every time he moved back he had a clicker in his hand and he would click. He moved back. He moved back. He moved back. He moved back. So then he he said that I should be held in contempt of court and that the trial should be over. Um, and again, they excused the jury, called us to the front. And he was like, look, that's schematics. You, you can't. That's we're not going to do that either. At the end of the day, I, I won the trial. But but in short, that's how sovereign citizens deflate the system, which actually sucked because the two 20 year olds in the car probably would not have gone to jail that day. Yeah, he he, he talked them into jail. I was That's never not. going to arrest them because my concern was was being a presence. And if I take somebody to jail before three thirty, I cannot be a presence. So I had gotten here, there at like three fifteen. Here's the here's the age old debate. It, it, Joseph again says, uh, hold on, he shouldn't have had to stop videoing. It may be annoying, but it's constitutional. And that's I never correct. told him to stop videoing. I never told right. him to stop but videoing. What I told him is we're he not could talking not video. about videoing. He right. could not video from behind me. Yes. And, and and by behind me, we were in a parking lot. So we're 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 within arms length. It's it's a very tight parking lot. It's not like a vast Walmart parking lot. We're talking about a car on one side and a car on the other side, and that's it. So when the car is in the middle, it's literally my back 
him and then another vehicle. So there's no way for me to escape if he wants to attack me or they can attack me from both sides. Now, I don't know this guy and I don't know the players in the car, but I know the players in the car appear to be gang members from the colors of, of what they're representing. Right. And then this guy is definitely throwing out the siren citizen vibes. So now I, I feel threatened. All I asked was that he went to the hood of the car so that I could see passenger yeah, driver and I can see, um, and, and I can him. see, uh, him. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I don't get shot and killed. Yes. And maybe I should have shown a video here. But, um, it, but it also does the, the, um, like I know Florida has it. I'm sure North Carolina has it. It's just, it's, you're impeding the investigation. You're, you're taking time away from my investigation by your conduct or your behavior. No one's telling you not to film. I'm telling you not to film where you're standing. You, if you can be in my, within my eyesight where I don't feel that you're a threat, film away. You can you can take off your shirt and start writing with uh, liquid shoe polish. I hate cops on your chest. I don't care what you do with your time and with your stupid camera. Um, but you're going to have to do it within my eyesight. Otherwise you are distracting me from doing my job. And that's contrary to a, a statute. You can't. The great thing about his video that went viral um, was that all the comments were like, wow, this cop is being super cool. Like, Hey, that cop might be harassing these young kids, but at least he was being cool because I, because of my rhetoric, because I don't care. I was, I was very much like this cop. I was like, yeah, look, dude, you want to film me? That's fine. I, I, nobody's saying you can't find me. And he's like, am I being detained? I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> like we're not being detained. Like, I, I'm telling you, you can fucking film me. You just got to stand right here. And he's like, you, I can travel where I want to travel and blah, blah, blah. And I have free range. I'm like, yeah, absolutely dude. And I was like, but I'm not going to conduct this traffic stop with you standing right behind me. And if I can't conduct this traffic stop, then that means you're resisting delaying and obstructing my traffic stop, which means I'm going to arrest you for RDO. And then I'm going to have to deal with them, you know, separately. And, uh, and it just didn't, it never went down. And so I ended up just having to arrest him. But the problem is when I arrested him, the other two boys, they wanted to pipe up. And so they started getting out of their car and I told them to get back into their car or they were going to go to jail. And they didn't listen. They tried to get out of the car because they wanted to run because they had drugs in the car. Um, and, and, and I ended up getting the drugs out of the car and everybody, which is further, jail. further prima facie evidence. I think of, of your, your exact point. You're not only impeding my investigation, you're now, inciting them to do things that they wouldn't normally do if you weren't here i mean he he has the first amendment right to yell hey you don't have to talk to them and do all that other stuff but you're you're causing them to do action i think in my opinion you're 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 forcing them into an action that they wouldn't otherwise engage in or activity they wouldn't otherwise engage in and that just goes to your point you're completely impeding this investigation you're you're getting in my way of doing my job it's just very simple these pro these guys would probably be going home by now um and you you would be fucking off like you should be well and the crazy part about it was was that because i made the arrest and i had to then go to the jail with everybody never once had that building been tagged that afternoon it was tagged by a gang member on the side mm -hmm. of the building the whole building i mean we're talking 20 feet long tag big giant in your face Gang tag, which said, okay, you want to bring the cops out of here and sit in the parking lot and start shit? Then we're going to start shit. When I knew that that's how, it, that's how it works in that area. So what I had originally planned on doing was being there at 3.30, chasing off one, this, this car that peels out. From, I, I am the kind of cop that is, I'm not going to, it's not, 
you squealed your tires, you're getting a ticket, you're in trouble. But I'm also not going to allow you to commit crimes in front of me. And, yeah. and, and see, when you work in the inner city, a lot of these guys, they test the police because they get rank. They gain rank. And so they push your button. So when a gang member says, fuck 12 or flicks you off and you just keep driving, some will say that that's probably the wise thing to do. I don't. I feel like I've been called out. And so now to earn some, to, to get my respect in that hood, I'm going to address it. And I'll be like, hey, man. If I ever wronged you, what's do I need to bother you? Because if you're going to yell fuck 12 and you're going to get my attention, I'm going to give you my attention. And then they're going to keep walking. I'll be like, hey, you can keep walking. But you know what? I'm going to sit here on the street and you could think all your friends around here. I say, hey, guys, homeboy over here. He wanted me to come and sit because he yelled for me. So he you guys can thank him for the rest of the afternoon. I got four more cops coming. We're all going to sit right here. So if you guys are going to go deal drugs, you are gonna have to do it down the street because thanks to him who wanted to uh, get my attention. But you have my attention. Your voice has been heard today. You're welcome. You know, but I always made a point to make sure that I call you out for your misbehavior. I didn't write tickets. I didn't harass you. I didn't pat you down. But I'll make a scene if you want a scene. And so when you squeal your tires in front of me deliberately as a fuck you to me, well, I'm going to What do you want me to do? Like, right. What do you want me to do? Just like wave at you as you speed away. Like you're, you're, you're begging for me to give you, Yeah, you want the attention. I'll give it to you. But my, my intent was to say, Hey, listen, homie, you want to screw your tires? Like, I mean, how old are you? You're 20 years old and school gets out at three 30. Why are you waiting for all these little 17 and 16 year old kids to come out of school? (laughs) That was actually like my, my part of my speech before sovereign citizen jumped in. I said, like, don't you guys have anything else to do? Like, why are you waiting for kids to get out of school? Doesn't that seem a little weird? Are you guys weirdos? They're like, man, shut up. Oh man, yo, yo, yo. you know, and I was like, man, you guys seem like it's a little weird, dude. It's a little weird. You're 20 years old, man. 22 years old. It's, it's kind of weird. But I was just gonna let him let him go. And then the rest of the day, I was just gonna walk up and down. I was gonna walk into the Dollar General and say, hey man, you, you gonna pay for that big claw, that bear claw? You better pay for that bear claw. I'm watching you. I'm watching you just to goof around with the kids, you know, and to show face for the day. And then, you know, but that's not what happened, right? I go to jail with three people, the building gets tagged. And it's chaos. It's all thanks to this sovereign citizen who then gets to go to court for, I don't know, three or four years we went to because he appealed everything. We went to the highest appeals court that you can go to for that crime. It was it was absurd. And he lost all of them. Uh, n- non-sovereign citizen related. I, I did. I had a similar incident when I was a sergeant in street crimes. I was sitting in my car. Uh, I was no, actually, I wasn't in my car. I was in uh, the passenger seat of another car. Uh, they were serving a search warrant, and um, uh, so I was sitting there typing. I was doing something else, and and there was a detective sitting next to me, and the school bus let out, and the house was kind of on the corner, and uh, so the kid, there, there was one kid, the tallest kid out of all of them, who just had no choice but to make a show of this whole thing. We had somebody detained in the back of a marked patrol car, and he just started cussing everybody out. Like he was trying to be funny in a sense. He was going, he was saying, fuck, fuck that N word. Fuck that N word. He was pointing all at all of us at, at the cops. Right. And he wasn't saying N word, by the way. And he was saying, fuck that N word. Fuck that N word. That N word needs to go free. He's saying all this stuff like, okay, fine. And so <laughs> I just had enough. Like this is bullshit. All of these neighbors are here looking at the search warrant that we're serving because collectively they want this person out of their neighborhood because they're selling drugs. And now this guy is going to come in and make a mockery of us. 
So yeah. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I, I got out of the car. And of course, the detective next to me was like, oh, my God, here we go. Here like, we go. did not want this to happen. So <laughs> we detained this kid uh, down the street because he's walking in the middle of the street when the uh, when there is the availability of a sidewalk. Mm. And that's uh, that is a citable offense. And OK, fine. Uh, let's let's cite him for that. Well, he wouldn't give us his name. Well, next thing you know. He's going to fucking jail. Yeah. So we throw him in jail. And of course it became a, well, he was just exercising his first amendment rights. Aha. He was. Yeah. Go for it. You can, you can say fuck that N word and point to the police and you can say free that N word all you want, but you, if you want to engage in that behavior and you want to play that game, there's another side to that game. And there's yeah. an obscure statute that says you got to be walking on a fucking sidewalk and it led to his. Well, so now arrest. they've like now you can't do that. You you can't yeah. retali- You can't. They call those retaliating, like retaliative um, laws or whatever. Which uh, is which is absolutely bullshit because now you just have to sit there and take it. Um, you know, so where's my freedom as a cop? Like, why don't I have the freedom to go to work and not be harassed? I can tell you, the judge in this bad. case did not give a shit about retaliation. He didn't give a shit about <laughs> any of that. He heard my testimony. He heard exactly what I said, and he was like. And tell me what he said. And I yeah. said, well, he said, I, he said, yeah. fuck that N word. And he goes, yeah. no, no. Is that what he said? So I had to say it in open. Yeah. Court. Oh, well, I, I, I've, I've used the N word in court a thousand times. Right. It's always like crazy and cringe, but like, you have to do it. Like yeah. they don't allow and, you to say N word. You have to use the actual word. Right. So at, at the defense table is there, um, you know, the kid is like just completely embarrassed. Now his mom is behind him sinking in her seat. And I, I, and so I leave, I give my testimony and I leave and uh, the assistant state attorney came out and said, the fucking judge hammered him. Now he was a juvenile. He he could, he wasn't getting, but he got his 21 days or whatever, but he fucking hammered him because I would say like, you want to play games, then games we shall play. Yeah. That's, that's it. Like play. it's two can play at that game. So the, the sovereign citizens are, are a little bit different because they take a different turn. They, they use that paper terrorism where they file liens on your house. And which is now against liens. the law. They, they've made that a law in most States that, that you can't do that now. But then I want to get to the point of the show now, whereas what do we need to do? Because we have a mom who acted the same way as her son, which that, her son, her, her son's dead because she's an idiot. Jordan Peterson just gave a really great speech to a, a woman who is pansexual parent. Um, I don't even know what pansexual means, but she's a pansexual parent. And, and, and when they asked uh, Jordan Peterson about it, Jordan Peterson brought in math and he says like, you know, like the whole Freudian concept of like moms with mental illness, like not letting their kids grow up and nursing their kids until they're like six years old or over momming them and becoming, you know, an overprotective parent and everything like that. And he, he's got a diagnosis for that. And he talks about like how many of those are in the world versus how many truly pansexual people are in the world. So he's like, is it more, is it more reasonable to believe that the mom, is suffers from mental illness and that's why her kids are quote unquote pansexual and she's put her ideology onto her kids and created that that monster in them or is it more likely that they were literally grown like born with like two fucked up chromosomes and you know whatever it was you know and and i and i enjoyed his speech it was very well delivered but i kind of think about it in this case too was her son really a sovereign citizen or was mom just batshit crazy and her batshit craziness bled down onto her kids so it's just like you know the baseball dad that's just too much baseball and 
burns their kids out or the football dad or the soccer dad, whatever. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that plays into it, but the, but my point is, is that the mom was not, the mom was treated completely differently and she's still alive. So what tactics do we have as police officers? What tactics are out there on how we actually deal with these sovereign citizens? And why is it there a tactic? Why is it just a bulletin about how bad they are and how vicious they are? Why don't we have doctrine to deal with them? We have doctrine drew on, on chasing, right? We know that police car chases lead, have a high probability of leading to something catastrophic. Somebody gets killed. Innocent person gets killed or cop gets injured. So we have a new policy on how we deal with police pursuits and police related pursuits. But if the probability is so high of getting hurt when dealing with sovereign citizens, we still deal with them the same way we deal with everybody else. Why is there no different protocol? Well, um, don't you think, well, I think in any, well, John says be smarter than them and don't get sucked in. That's not, that's not possible because you can't do your job without getting sucked in. I can't tell homeboy to, to video me. I can't just, I, that's not getting sucked in. That's yeah, I, I am think... not going to allow a sovereign citizen to have my back. And we've but, watched but... sovereign citizens kill cops. In a sense, they didn't argue in this traffic stop. No. They just they they employed ask tell make, you know, which is very commonly taught ATM. So they asked him. They told him. Now they're going to make him. And when they made him get out of the car, he reached for a gun. He made the conscious decision to reach for a gun, which was recovered on the floorboard. So um, I, I don't know that they did engage in the debate. They just no, I don't they, think they did. I, I don't think they appeased him by any sense. I mean, I I, I do think you know. It probably doesn't look good in your favor when you say things like, okay, so now you're telling me this is a fake passport and like, that's not what he's saying. But, but at the same time, like, you got to have an answer. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I think well, I mean, any like a cop, a cop is talking off the cuff too. I don't think a lot yeah. of people understand that you, when you have a tinted window, I don't know about you, but I hate approaching a car with tinted windows. Sometimes I would not pull a car over because I didn't want to deal with the tinted window. I am yeah. so afraid of getting blasted through a tinted window. It's not even funny. It's like a lion, lion fear. So this cop probably feels the same way I do. That's why he wants that back window down and homeboy's not going to do it. Um, and homeboy also had a gun. So the cop was not wrong in all of his feelings, his little spidey senses. Like that cop was completely in the right to wanting that back window down. And, and I think this cop, was super professional and i'd love to talk to this guy like this is a cop's cop i like this guy a lot uh i like i like his attitude i like his verbiage i liked how we dealt with the cop but you're going off the cuff like you're having an off the cuff conversation yeah. that's fueled by emotions by fueled by fear and all these other outlying sources so you know uh, it's hard to monday morning quarterback on somebody's behavior and if you're just a like a naturally sarcastic human being as i am it's when somebody says some bullshit about your, you know, that's not a passport. That's just a cardboard outline. That's paper inside of, of cardboard. And so the cops like, Oh, is that, so you're saying this is a fake passport. Yeah. You know? and, and, and that kid's point, stupid law student, uh, that kid's point is um, that's not me. That's a piece of paper. So he's, he's like, it's that stupid argument that the, the Daryl Brooks kept making. Like <laughs> you're, you're not trying me. You're, you're trying my identity. Like, it, the, like they're somehow separated and they're not. And so, I mean, I can see where John's saying, like, don't, in, don't indulge in that argument because you should like, he's trying to tell him though, like, no, this is, this is who you're representing yourself as you just handed me this passport that the, the picture you. And he's yeah. like, no, that's not me. That's just a piece of plastic. So uh, <laughs> I, I do, I, I think though that um, 
you know, in any police encounter, in any law enforcement encounter, we, we it, it, on a use of force continuum, the first thing is always officer presence, and then the second thing is dialogue. So I, I think that if they're following a normal police encounter, this is none of this is unreasonable. I mean, they're just they're engaging in dialogue. So to get to your point of what do we do procedurally, you, you got to do the same thing with everyone because you never know when when that guy is a teeter-totter sovereign citizen who might just be ready to tip back to normal human reality of what a government does and what they can And you arrest do. him back into reality. He's like, oh, shit, this doesn't work. But, you know, but that, that, that's my thing is it was like when you encountered that mom and they let her go when he didn't when, when he took the high road as I read in one of the articles that they may have taken the high road. Maybe this is what their attorney said. I can't, I, I read it somewhere, but that she, that, they, that these officers uh, looked at what is it worth it or not? And that begs the question. And when you do that, it empowers citizens to say, well, yeah, you're right. That why, why did, why didn't, if these cops would have just slipped the ticket through the window, this kid would still be alive. He didn't need to die that day, but he was willing to die for his ideology and his belief. Although his, ideologies and beliefs are conspiracy theories and racist rhetoric so now we're going to defend a racist but i don't it, the hypocrisy here is crazy yeah but i i feel like what i believe is that those cops should have drug her out of the car because you set a precedent to her that her ideology worked because now she's empowered by it and she probably told her son oh i got him oh i i got him with the uh, i'm a traveler and they, they knew about it honey they knew about it. they knew they couldn't mess with mama so they put the ticket through the window and guess what we're gonna go to court we're gonna fight this out for the next three years they have no jurisdiction on me and he's like yeah fuck yeah mom they you know those cops knew what's up they're not they can't the judge, fuck with you, you know? the judge doesn't want to lean on his house so the judge is going to dismiss the ticket yeah, so like we need a policy that says if they identify themselves as a sovereign citizen, then you're identifying yourself as a terrorist. Is there a rule like if you're like an identified terrorist, don't we put you on like a watch list, go through a whole rigmarole? How do you identify them though? You know what I mean? Like she said she's a sovereign citizen. Right, right. But how do you identify to to enter someone into a terrorist watch list? It comes from an intelligence center. So how do you so obviously so you there's intelligence that they're um, a terrorist and you can put them in a database. How do you how do you know? If he identifies as a sovereign citizen, or she identifies as a sovereign, because he has a sovereign citizen or, flag on the on his license plate. Yeah, I mean, but but you got to identify them at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to stop stop them. You got to stop who they are to put them in a database. No, I I got that. Uh, but like I think no. But I'm saying is like if it's a policy across the board that spreads. So when you pull a car over and you and they they because of this this whole bullshit uh, license plate thing and they do the whole cracked window and you'd be like all right hey man you're gonna get you, you know not only are you gonna get arrested today but you're also gonna be entered in a terrorist watch list which means you're not gonna be able to fly which means you're not gonna be able to do this which means that your cars are always gonna be like I mean if that's the route you want to go that spreads that yeah. that 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 voice spreads and there's good there's people that like you said were on the fence that are gonna be like well you know what I kind of want to be a cyber citizen but I also like to fly a lot. I also like to go to Vegas. I also want to go gamble in Vegas. So maybe I do roll down my window a little bit, or I definitely don't show the flag. I, you know what I mean? It's like you, you don't go around and tell people you're in the KKK. And if you do, great. That's awesome. We should all want that. Like we should all want people to, that are in the KKK to tell us. So then we can know like, hey, that's a racist piece of shit. I probably shouldn't be friends with them. But they know better. They know the repercussions of that. So what do they do? They keep that shit underground, which means they can't right. grow in their ideology. Because they're scared. 
we should make sovereign citizens just as scared to be sovereign citizens. They should be super underground and not wearing it on their license plate. You should be like, eh, I'm a sovereign citizen, but I don't want anybody to know I'm a sovereign citizen because I don't want to lose my rights to fly. I think the age old argument is there are already laws on the books, i.e., you can't drive around without license without a license plate, or you can't drive around without uh, being a licensed driver, right? So right. You, you you take action on those laws, like that. I think that's the argument where the laws already exist. If they're right, but you remember that officer with the mom, and I wish we could have played the video. He yeah. literally gets on his radio and he's like, "Hey, what do you want me to do with this? I don't. I mean, is it worth ripping her out on the side of the highway and taking her to jail?" The supervisor says, "Quote: Probably not. Just slip her a ticket through the crack in her window." Are you, uh, Elijah, is that the video? Uh, do you have that queued up in there? No, I don't. I, I oh, can, okay, okay. I can get it, it for you. I'll, I'll post it and we'll put it on Instagram. Yeah, okay. Um, I saw another video in there. I thought it was it. Um, yeah, right. I, I do get that the, 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 this is the problem that double standards create. But I, again, I, I'm, I'm resorting to my, for my initial argument. The optics of ripping a 50-year-old lady out of the car or a 40-year-old lady out of the car because she's um because she has a fake license plate versus a 22 year old kid or a 25 year old kid who um, i say i, I strongly disagree i think everybody should be treated the same every time and because if you don't then precedents like this i think her son would still be alive had mom got ripped out of the car that's possible i think there, no, I, I think if mom got ripped out of the car she'd call her son and say they put me in jail and yada 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 and 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 just maybe that kid would be like i don't want that to happen to me so when it comes down there i'm going to resist but i'm not going to resist to the point to where they get ripped out of the car because like, i know i'm going to get ripped out of the car but in this uh, case I'm, he thinks he's not going to get ripped out of that fucking car yeah i'm not disagreeing with that whatsoever but however i i think he felt that he was being threatened you, you see what i'm saying so if she's if she were ripped out of the car wouldn't it lend more to the fact that he was like, well, I'm going to defend myself. If they ever fucking do that. I, but I, at least he's, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. We, we won't know because mom didn't get yeah. ripped out of the car. Mom got set free, you know? Yeah. Um, and then and calls her chaos. Uh, but this shooting, I, I mean, there's, there's a, a slew of, there's, there's a slew of newspaper articles and, and things like that, but you know, don't get, don't, don't get caught in the weeds about it being a racist organization. I, I, again, I've not met a racist sovereign citizen yet. They're, they're um, anti-government. It's not. They're just anti-government. They're not anti-Jewish. They're not anti-black. They're not anti. I mean, and, and conspiracy theorists. That is, you would not have seen conspiracy theorists in any of these articles ten years ago. You wouldn't have seen it. Right now, they're trying to demonize the word conspiracy theorists. They're trying to make it like it's racist, like. You're a racist. You're a conspiracy theorist. I mean, conspiracy theorists are there for a reason. And I don't think it's wrong to believe in theories or to question to question things. And and they're weaponizing the word conspiracy theory. So the the um, Moorish groups is uh it's says the resurgence of sovereign citizen activities in the 1990s led to an unexpected development, the appropriation of sovereign citizen ideology and tactics by a variety of African American groups. And these Groups are generally identifying themselves as Moors. They combine standard sovereign citizen theories with many new twists and additions on their own. Right. Uh, so, I, like, I, remember I, when I said it's like in a religion? Like, yeah, right. It's like now it's like it's Christian as a sovereign citizen, but they get your Baptist sovereign citizens. You got your Lutherans. Right. You got Lutherans. You know <laughs> <Right>. Presbyterians. <laughs> like, you got I, your I, Moors. Uh, you got your whatever they're called. 
I was telling you earlier that uh, I was going through my storage unit the other day looking for something. And, um, you, you know, over the career, um, I, I've moved offices a few times and I was in criminal intelligence for a while. Um, so, you know, you just kind of pack up what's on the bookcase. You don't necessarily go through stuff because that's what hoarders do. Right. So uh, I just uh, was going through some of my old old books that I haven't thrown out or I haven't done anything with. And I found an FBI report. It was an FBI, um, like a, a manual that they publish uh, for law enforcement use only. And it was like right wing, right wing extremism, sovereign citizenry and white supremacy in the U.S., our nation's largest threat. So you would think, you know, that's that's what the DOJ's number one threat is. That's what President Biden says the number one threat is. So this is probably a publication from uh, 20. When was he elected? 2022. Um, No, this was from like 2009, 2012. It was during the Obama administration. It, it, It seems that. Um, and, and I'm not accusing anybody of anything, and I'm not a government separatist myself, so don't think this, but uh, it seems that the words white supremacy seem to come up when uh, Democrats are in control. And, and you know, if uh, they truly were the, the number one threat, why aren't we attacking the number one threat? Why aren't we going after well, they the did. number one threat? Uh, my, uh, the, not a buddy of mine, but my, my kids go to a homeschool group and there's a family that was a part of a militia, but they were more of like a pro-military. They were just like kind of military. He was a vet, a Navy vet, but I think he always wanted to be like in the army. And so like they played war out in the woods. They, they invited me. I did not go, but they practiced survival and they had a big plot of land and they shot together and they did movements and tactics. Um, the guy's not a racist though. Like I've, I've, right. I've talked to him several times. He's not, he's not a racist, but the FBI raided their camp night. They did a boys, a dad's and son's camp night out at the property. Um, with their militia and they have a little flag and it's the North Carolina flag with like a Spartan helmet on it. I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing like racist about it, but the FBI raided it in the middle of the night, like detained all of them. And uh, I, I don't remember what came out of it, but they were removed from social media for good, like permanent ban. And this was, I don't know, like four years ago, probably five years ago. Um, I mean, it might've been longer actually. No, no, it was, it was probably about four years ago. And um you, you know, and, and I, this guy is harmless. I mean, I've never, I, the guy wasn't like, like he wasn't an extremist. He was like a prepper. Yeah. And he, he, he enjoyed this shit, dude. He, he, and he asked if I would come out and teach them some survival skills. And, and I said, I, I, I was in the middle of building a distillery. So I had zero time on my plate. Nice man. I, I, if I had two seconds to do it, I would, but I mean, I don't have the energy or the time to go, you know, camping for a weekend and, and teaching survival techniques i just it's i don't have that so so i think, um, think too a lot of this a lot of this is the subjective opinion of an investigator who you know whether they're in the fbi or, or some other you know criminal intelligence kind of gathering outfit who is making this determination hey i i think that they're a separatist group or i think that they fall under the definition and sometimes they'll they'll try to fit that round peg in a square hole and say yeah we got us a good separatist group on our hands and and once you're labeled you're labeled and what I mean, they don't ever raid they're not raiding the moors well, <laughs> they've know, got these but, like but fucking also, moorish temples and they won't even raid them what greater argument for the other side of the coin what greater argument for the separatists to say this is why I want to get away from you people. I, I'm no threat to you or anybody else or the government. I just want to be prepared in case the apocalypse comes. Uh, I, I happen to believe that uh, John Stewart is uh, is an alien and he mm-hmm. is uh, the leader of comedy aliens and they are going to come invade me and 
you know, throw mediocre political jokes at me and make me laugh. So I want to prepare myself for that. Like, does that make me a government separatist or does that make me a threat to society? No, I mean, like, I just don't like fucking John Stewart's comedy. I mean, so, so where is the line? So what I'm saying is that it feeds the beast. Like, what greater way of saying uh, you should fear your government than having the government chase you down because they they subjectively feel that you're a threat to them? Since we're not cops, I wonder if we could get a sovereign citizen to come on the show. Ooh, Ted Lake Media, know. hook us up. Get on Dead the like media do is your, a sovereign citizen. Do your voodoo. Do your voodoo and see if you can find somebody that has the balls to come on to X Cops show and talk about sovereign citizens. Would that be fun? If, if you think I that think, would be fun, hit us up in the chat. If you think it would be, be fun, well, let me talk like Kamala Harris. If you think that would be fun, please hit the like button in our comment section right now. That would just be <laughs> so fun and exciting. <laughs> Did you hear the yellow school bus thing that she did? Yes. Jesus. Yes. Talking to a room full of adults, she's like, isn't school buses so cool and fun? And don't we all just have the most special memories? I'm like, bitch, I'm 40 years old. Shut the fuck up. My God. My God. Uh, but I, if you think that would be fun, let us know. Um, I'd like to get a sovereign citizen on the show. I don't think we could talk about sovereign citizens enough. I know we've done like three, two or three shows now on sovereign citizens, but I mean, it's and on all of the shows that we've done on sovereign citizens, people die. Every fucking one of them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, you know, so maybe we're cherry picking, not cherry picking, but maybe, maybe just those um, examples become, you know, that they get to the forefront because there's violence involved, but it shows you there's violence involved. Like they, they're ready, to, they're ready and willing to die for their ideology. Just like this kid, you know. Yeah, Chase this kid's Allen a college-educated fucking kid. Law student, right? Law student, right. like a real law student. And he played, he played soccer at like some California university and some Utah university. I mean, the kid's no slouch. But right. I mean, man, he sounded dumb as shit when he was talking to that cop. Like well, he was also, just throwing words out there. But also, what kind of law student are you if you? <laughs> If you kind of like, you're like, no, I don't, I'm a traveler. Like, I don't need an actual license plate. What fucking, who, who are you going to defend if you're, who's, if who's you're law That's why college is so mute these days. Like, college is it's so fucking dumb. Like, if this is like, if, if this is a college grad, if this is a law student, this is what colleges, like high caliber colleges are producing, then what the fuck? Like, I would never want to go to college because that, that dude sounds like an idiot. I've got more brains, more wits than that asshole. And I'm, that's not saying a lot at all. I'm dumb as shit. I mean, like you try to hear me articulate on this show. It's fucking a train wreck. I'm almost like Joe Biden level. And I'm half his age. <laughs> You're a third of his age. Third of his age. A quarter of his age. I don't I don't know what's the difference between a third and a quarter. That's how stupid I am. I'm kidding. Uh tight a cool dude real quick says, um, I think us having a sovereign citizen on the show will hurt the show by advertising to the wrong groups of people, people we don't want watching the show. I, I personally want everybody watching the show. Like I, I, I think it's like just how I want to learn about sovereign citizens and I want to learn about gang members. And I always enjoy talking to my gang members on the streets. And if I could find one that would have a conversation with me, I always engage in a conversation because to know your enemy, I mean, I've, I've talked to the Taliban dude. I've, I've had conversations with, with a Taliban prisoner. Um, went through an interpreter to to ask questions to I've, I've actually talked to an interpreter who like defected back to the to the taliban um or was you know uh smuggling uh, thumb chips thumb drives 
Um, but anyway, I, I like to learn about people, man. And I think if you're a sovereign citizen, you should want to learn what the police perspective is. I, think, I mean, that's why I think Abby, Abby's show uh, is super important. Shows like Abby shows because uh, it's citizens trying to learn like what it's like to really be a cop. I think if you're going to be a good law enforcement officer, you're going to be a good first responder and you should want to better know people that you're dealing with and their ideologies. I, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and argue with a sovereign citizen on the show. Um, just like I'm not going to sit and argue with the flat earther. And a lot of you guys accused me when I had the flat earther of buying into his bullshit. I'm not buying into his shit. I'm just hearing him out. <laughs> He's not going to believe anything I have to say. Now, yeah, some of the stuff I laughed at, but you know, I, I, I don't mind having a sovereign citizen come in here. It's just like Jim Terry. A lot of you guys accused me of taking Jim Terry's side because I didn't shut it down. I'm not going to sit there and argue with Jim Terry, but I, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to know what he believes yeah, because people more. believe this shit for a reason. I'm just the more he talks, win. the dumber he sounds. So let him. And, and that's going. that's the problem I have is, you know, when these other hosts um, on these bigger podcasts or on the news, when they get up and walk out of the interview, oh, fuck this bullshit. And they walk out. I think that's so childish because you're walking out on an opportunity to, to get somebody else to either incriminate themselves or to give you an opportunity to learn from what they have to say. You don't have to agree with them. It could be utter bullshit. But I want to hear their bullshit. Just like that's what I said. Like if a guy's if a guy is in the KKK, I want to know he's in the KKK. So I want to let him talk, and and prove to me that he's a racist. So then I can hammer him with real knowledge and real stuff. But if you if you never engage in that, or if you never give that person the opportunity, then you have no fight. You have no battle. Yeah, if, if you believe in your convictions, you wouldn't have a problem having a conversation. It's like I'd love to have a state trooper on here. Why are you the way that you are? Yeah, fireman. <laughs> Why are Fire you fighter. the way? Why are you gay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway let me adjust the chats before we get out of here tactical dude thank you so much will cray will cray was the winner of the last call uh last call giveaway you okay. <laughs> you're okay never gets old ever ever you can play that play that at my funeral uh abby ellsworth thanks for being in the chat so Armory, you ugly uh, <laughs> ugly you get right. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. From <laughs> Guns of Gideon. You ugly. <laughs>